Welcome to the Grace Laced Podcast. I'm Ruth Jo Simons, and this season, my co-host Eve Stipes and I are tackling what to do when we're feeling unmotivated by diving into four truths we can preach to ourselves. If you're just joining this season, I encourage you to go back and listen to at least the first episode before you follow along with this one, because even I talk about all the reasons we might feel unmotivated and set up the framework for the rest of the season's episodes. If you've already done that, you're ready to go. Get comfortable and let's get started. The truth we're unpacking today is found in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, which reads, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. This week, as we consider what to preach to ourselves when we feel unmotivated, we're reminding ourselves of this truth that God finishes what he starts. So much of what causes me to feel unmotivated and discouraged is wrapped up in the pressure to achieve, accomplish, deliver, or to complete hard tasks. It's like I get so overwhelmed when I believe it all depends on me. You too? It's weariness, pressure, or fear of failure that sometimes robs me of the very motivation and energy it takes to step into the things I'm called to do. It's like I get stuck before I even get started. I mean, think about it. How hard is it to feel motivated in the morning if you allow yourself to believe you're already a failure as a mom, let's say, or that your kids won't turn out, quote, right? Or how unmotivating is it to be faithful in doing uncelebrated, mundane tasks when it feels like the work will never end And there's no reward at the end of all that effort. And if I look at my own resources for finishing strong or completing every goal or for, quote, bettering myself, I'll come up short and as a result, feel unmotivated every single time. Because I have a long record of things I begin and never finish. I don't know about you, but man, I have a little bit of a track record. I almost never feel like I have what it takes to do what I'm called to do. I think about all the times I've started a Bible reading plan and haven't finished, all the times I've said I wanted to start exercising and don't stick with it. If it's left up to just me finishing strong, gosh, I would really give up before I even start. It might surprise you, unless you've heard me share about it before, that public speaking isn't always my favorite way to use my giftings. I think I'm so much better at so many other things. And I love meeting you all. I love hugging your necks and I love getting to share what God's been teaching me and what he's laid on my heart. But the spotlight on me, the microphone, the getting on stage, the preparing, and then hoping that you don't trip and fall, all that actually is really daunting for me. So even after several years of speaking, each event requires me to trust God that God is going to show up in my weakness. And sometimes that translates to just stalling and feeling like I don't even know how to prepare and the motivation to prepare sometimes like keeps me from actually being dialed in in my heart because I'm so caught up in the, what if I can't bring it to completion? What if I'm not good enough on the other end? And every time it requires that I remember that it's God's strength and God's will and not mine, that if I feel inertia and I'm really having a hard time getting going, that I have to remember that God will faithfully show up. But honestly, the initial push against my own inertia is really, really hard. 
because the task is daunting. I feel so inept and it's hard to sit down and actually get started and make myself remember that it's not my job to bring perfection. It's my job to show up faithfully. I think Paul knew something of this in himself and in his readers' lives when he reminded them that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. You see, not might, not maybe, not even we will see, see how it turns out, but will, will bring it to completion. He's talking about our sanctification, how we will be made like Christ, made new, that he will make us a new creation. Paul knew that his only hope for doing the things God has called him to do was if God would actually see it all the way through. Because Paul in himself, he couldn't see it all the way through. Ruth in herself, I can't see it all the way through. I can't make sure that I deliver exactly, perfectly, and the way I want to in my mind. I need God to do what I'm incapable of doing on my own. Paul knew his own weaknesses, but his confidence in God's grace outweighed any lack he may have encountered. You can hear his confidence in the verse. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Think about the context Paul's writing these words in. He's sending instructions to a church, the believers at Philippi. And like it is for every letter he sent, his mission was to instruct, clarify, encourage, and build up. Today, we look to his letters for instruction on Christian living because he always points to the hope of our salvation and how that salvation changes our daily lives. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that we are a new creation in Christ and tells believers that they will be transformed in the letter to the Romans. Again and again, we're reminded in scripture that God's desire is that we might be restored and sanctified which simply means that we will be made more like Christ as we walk with Jesus day by day. But he also reminds believers over and over that it will never happen in their own strength. It's only by the grace of God. Remember Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8-10, through 10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Because it's not dependent on us, Paul can say, and we can preach to ourselves, friends, that God will finish what he starts. He will complete the work he begins in us through Christ. The final outcome doesn't rest on our abilities, not yours, not mine. It doesn't even rest on our great sense of motivation. Because that's where we get in trouble, isn't it? Thinking we can only count on our own abilities or our own motivation and our own ability to have giddy up in our step. Because of Jesus, my quote, betterment doesn't lie in my drive, my hustle, or my ability to follow through. I've wrestled with this drive and my own understanding of God's grace for so much of my life. You guys know about it if you've read my book, When Strivings Cease. And I've even recorded a podcast about the core themes of that book. You see, my story in When Strivings Cease is about resting in God's ability to finish finish what he began when he gave me the grace to trust him for salvation in the first place, to finish the sanctification process in Ruth Joe Simons and in you too, when you are in Christ. I want to read you something I expressed at the end of my book. Here's an excerpt. 
This is my finite telling of the story of infinite abundance that's found in the gift of God's grace through Jesus. I beg you, friend, take your eyes off of everything you think you need to be amazing and be amazed instead at God's grace. Square your shoulders and fully turn your heart's longings and desire to know and be known to him. Remember, we have the gift that generations longed to know fully. We have no good reason to return to the chains of self-improvement and self-striving. We know better because we've been given better. I know you think you have to hold it all together, your home, your kids, your school schedule, your relationships, your family dynamics, your work performance, your fears, and your pursuit of God. But the life-transforming gospel of grace declares that it is Christ who is holding all things together. Friends, you see, the pressure is off when we know that it's all grace. When we remember and rehearse that Jesus will complete the work he has begun in us. You see, the pressure is off and that means that we don't have to wrestle with motivation to start. We don't have to freak out if we're not just amazing at everything that we're setting out to do. But knowing that the pressure's off actually motivates us in itself. It doesn't cause us to sit back and do nothing. It actually causes us to be motivated because he finishes what he starts. We get motivated recognizing that it's not all up to us. He's got it. Jesus has got us. He's holding you together. He's holding me together. And his spirit will empower us to the end. So here are a few mini sermons you can preach to yourself when you feel unmotivated because you don't think you have what it takes. Let's start with a few of these. Number one, this is a mini sermon you can preach to yourself. Because Christ is the author and finisher of my faith, when he begins a work, a good work in me, he will complete it. He will see it to the finish line. He will bring me to the destination he's marked out for me. Here's a second mini sermon you can preach to yourself. God will change me when I can't fully change myself. I'm not left to my own devices, but to his ability to sanctify my heart. He will do what it takes for me to become who he's made me to be. Here's a third mini sermon for you to preach to yourself. Because of Jesus, my surrender to Christ is my surety. When I'm forgiven and free, made right by the blood of Christ, I'm also made new in Christ. When I feel unmotivated to do better, be better, or aim for more, I go back to the reminder that God wants my heart motivation to be for his will, not mine. And when I remember his goodness to me, his faithfulness and his mercy, I turn from being, quote, unmotivated to being grateful for God's unchanging motivation to complete what he begins in me. Amen, friends. If it feels overwhelming to think about where you're trying to go physically, spiritually, emotionally, and that feeling of overwhelm slows you down and causes you to be unmotivated, don't give up, friend. Instead, preach a good mini sermon, if you must, to yourself. God's in the actual work of redemption and sanctification. He has already He has already promised to transform you. And what he says he will do, he will do. Typically, at the end of each podcast episode, we wrap up with a few questions. What's the gospel truth? Why does it matter? And what's one small thing we can do to apply the truth to our own lives? 
In this Preach to Yourself season, it's pretty clear. The gospel truth is that we'll find everything we need to fight for truth in and through God's word. And it matters because he didn't leave us without answers or hope. He gave us the answers we can preach to ourselves in him. And the one small step we're taking, and we'd encourage you to do it too, is to meditate on the truth of today's episode. Think on it, sit with it, study it in scripture, and preach it to yourself. We really are so grateful we get to learn and rehearse the truth alongside you. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you that you have not left us to our own resources, that it all does not all depend on us. Thank you, Father, that you have promised to finish the work that you begin in us. And it is a good work. Lord, thank you that as we walk with you, that we, as we are Christ followers, that you have promised to make us a new creation and that that promise isn't dependent on whether we had a good day or a bad day, whether we have a good attitude or a bad attitude, but that you woo us and you draw us to yourself because you are so kind and that you are so forgiving and that you are the one who changes our hearts from lacking, unmotivated, and ungrateful to recognizing that all is grace and that you've already accomplished so much more, the impossible in our lives. And so we thank you for that. And we trust you to finish what you begin in us. Amen. Eve and I are so grateful for your support of the podcast. It's been such an encouragement to see how God has used this topic of preaching to ourselves when we feel unmotivated to help you in the new year too. This episode wraps up the season, but we're already working on the next season and we can't wait to share it with you. Make sure you've subscribed or followed the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the notifications for new episodes whenever they release. Thank you so much for joining us. 